In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hallelujah, Christ is risen, and we say the Lord is risen indeed. Oh my goodness, what does that mean? The empty tomb, Jesus rising from the dead, and I know what you're saying and thinking to yourself. You're thinking, really? Did I just really say that and mean it? Maybe I need a couple of more cups of coffee before I can make sense of that because it really doesn't make sense at all. But let me tell you what also in my mind doesn't make sense. Does injustice make sense? You know, after a couple of weeks ago and you look at what happened at that school in Nashville, does that make sense? Do school shootings make sense? Does the invasion of a peaceful country, does that make sense? None of it makes sense. But we call that reality, right? And the reality is that not a whole lot in this world makes sense. But what if, what if God's reality were the true reality and that what we say is reasonable and our reality was actually the false one, the one that was so fantastical to, to be the true intention for humankind? I love to go to the movies and my favorite movies are superhero movies. I love Marvel. I love all of those movies, and I can't wait for them to come out, and I love it. And they, they always have, not always, but a lot of times they have these multiverses, these portals where you can, you know, go through and go to the other universe that's, that's like right side by side with the, with the universe that the people are living in, right? And I like to think of all these science fiction movies and all these Marvel movies that have these multiverses. I like to think that maybe really these are expressions of our existential yearning and angst that we all feel for a more just and beautiful reality. Gosh, if only we could just gain that superpower to get there and get through that portal to the multiverse. So what is it that we really want? What reality do we need in this world that seems to more and more make no sense at all? Well, I don't know about you, but I vote I vote for the resurrection. You know why? Because I vote for the transformation of a world with a reality that affirms the dignity of every human being. One that displays the miraculous power of the Spirit of God working in us so that hearts and minds are changed and where we actually do love our neighbor which is Jesus' most important commandment, one where our religions speak and act less like just regular organizations where only the so-called pure and perfect may participate, to one where we think less about it being a cultural identity and more about the spiritual identity of what Jesus walked this earth to talk about. Love of God, love of neighbor, because in doing so, miracles happen 
Mountains are moved. Stones in front of cold, dark tombs are rolled away to reveal the light of hope and love and goodness and peace and joy. God's reality, God's reality is one of joy. Now notice how I didn't say happiness, I said joy. Our reality quite often is the pursuit of personal happiness, which is all great. It's all fine and good. We all want that. But we can go deeper because happiness, I don't know if you know this, but happiness comes from the same root word as happenstance. Happenstance, which is luck. Do we want to put all of our Easter eggs in one basket? the basket of luck and happenstance? Or do we want to live in a world that is joyful? Joy, joy is eternal, and joy is a deep foundation that will hold against any storm that threatens to tear it down, I promise you. I just love this gospel reading because Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene is the first witness to the resurrection, the first preacher. She saw and she heard Jesus and she proclaimed, she proclaimed. There's also a lot of running around in this gospel. You can almost feel the energy and the worry and the excitement because something remarkable has happened. I love the scene where Peter is running in earnest towards the tomb and the beloved disciple who we think is John, he outruns him and they're caught up in this contest. Who's going to get to the tomb first? Who's going to get there first? And they see the linen wrappings and they, they see the emptiness of the tomb but they didn't stay, they didn't stick around for the full revelation of the resurrection. We may not understand fully the Easter story. We may just show up at church once a year per Easter, running as fast as we can to get to church before the opening hymn, and we, we may not even know why we do this. But something, I guarantee you, something nags us to be here Something tells us to be present on this day, to show up for the resurrection. Newsflash, God got your attention on some level, and you're here. Now what God wants us to do once God gets our attention is to not be so hasty to run back home like the disciples did, but to stick around for a little bit more, wait for the risen Christ to make himself known. God wants us to not only show up for the resurrection, but, you know, maybe stay a while, see what happens. And that is what faith is. That's what faith is. It's staying a while, sticking with it until the empty tomb eventually becomes filled with light and revelation. So what does it mean to show up for the resurrection? Well, look at Mary. Despite her fear, despite her sadness, you know, maybe she's a little bit angry, at the betrayal of Judas a few nights ago, angry at Peter for his constant denials. Perhaps he's, she's still reeling from her grief of witnessing the crucifixion, the death of all her hopes and dreams. It's probably too much to bear, and it would have been so easy for Mary to run away, to be disillusioned, to crawl under a rock, but she shows up anyway, and she stays with it. What can we learn from that? Well, that despite the darkness and the sadness and the grief of her world falling apart, she shows up 
for the resurrection because Jesus told his disciples that he would rise on the third day. He kept his promise, and Mary must have somehow realized that it wasn't the end, that God's reality was going to somehow, somehow break through. She didn't know how, but she stayed with it, and she kept her faith. When the world as it is looks like there's no end in sight to the injustice, to, to the violence, can we stick around long enough to see another way? Can we be open to a revelation, to the mystery that is resurrection and new life? As much as we want to run away from the difficult challenges in our lives, we can't just run away and then return only when the challenges are gone or filed away. Showing up for the resurrection means committing to the long haul, not knowing what to expect. God requires us to not simply believe, but to respond by showing up to God's reality. After all, Jesus wasn't simply resuscitated, he was resurrected. Because there's a difference between resuscitation and resurrection. Resuscitation means that, when, that what was thought of as dead or lifeless somehow is revived in the same shape and form. But that is not what the resurrection means. Resurrection means death coming back as new life. It may be a, diffi a difficult reality, but that is what we put our faith in as Easter people. That is what we put our trust in. Not only that new life will spring from the cold stone depths of despair and darkness, but that it will actually look different. And that is the point. Mary didn't recognize Jesus. She thought he was the gardener. If God is going to do something so cosmic in order to realign creation itself, he's not going to resuscitate the same old, same old thing. God's going to resurrect. And that's what God did. God's work is a way, it, it, God's work is way too bold, way too powerful, and way too amazing to be contained in that tomb. God has exploded outward with something unbelievable and extraordinary, and that is what we celebrate today. So, what is the reality that seems more reasonable? What is the reality that you would like to be part of? Once again, I vote for the transformation of a world with a reality that affirms the dignity of every human being, one that displays the miraculous power of the Spirit of God working in us so that our hearts and minds are changed and where we actually do love our neighbor. And we can all say amen to that. Why is it, I wonder, that the most difficult Sunday of the year with the most difficult concept to believe is the most popular Sunday of the year. Why is that? Easter Sunday, it is because deep down, somewhere in our heart of hearts, we believe in the alternative reality that is God's reality. Alleluia, alleluia. May the blessing and fellowship of this day, by the power of the Holy Spirit, inspire us all to not run from what is not there, but rather to stick around and invite in the God of unexpected revelation so that we too may witness, like Mary, 
to the risen Christ declaring God's reality as the most reasonable. Amen.